I believe God's given me three messages. The first one is understanding that this is such an important time in the calendar of both churches. Understanding it's such an important time in the sovereignty of God. And understanding it's such an important time in the season for our city. God is not just doing something in Nova in the city, Nova on the north out here now. It's a city touch. It's going to go beyond where we are. And not only that, if it's the churches, look at the person beside you and go, they're nothing without us. You are the church. You are the church. I'm telling you now, if none of you rolled up this morning, Sam, Hannah, and Michelle and I are having a dry old meeting. You are the church. So if God's doing it you, it means he's got his eye on you. He's doing something you. So what do I preach about? I'm going to preach on the first message is how to cross over and do it well from the heart of a pastor. You've got to let go of stuff to lay hold of the new. Next week, I'm going to uh, I'm preach on how do you protect partner and lift up your senior pastor? It's a message I mainly do for senior pastors conferences around the world. But I want to talk to you as a pastor leaning into the new pastor who will be my pastor. How do we protect them, pray for them, partner with them? And I'm going to share keys that I can only talk to a senior pastor. But now I can tell you because I don't care if you get upset. I'm just going to tell you. There are some things I can't say as your senior pastor, but I don't care now. I'm going to just tell you. I'm going to say, you should be praying for me too, you lazy women. I'm going to tell you. And then all the phone calls next week, I'm going to give to Pastor Sam. You follow them up. And then the last week, I'm going to preach on something I only talk to board members about and associate pastors. Everything your senior pastor wanted to say, but he didn't feel he could. It's about 21 of those things. We won't get through them all. I, know, I, I take them through this workbook. I say, your pastor won't tell you this, but I can tell you this is what he thinks. And I'm going to share with you. Why? Because I love this couple. And you know that Joshua did well on the ground because Moses had his hands lifted. There was a practical help with a rock and there was spiritual help with the hands being lifted. And it's, it's easy one church, then you go two, then you go three. I tell you what, out there in the world, there's statistically with pastors hitting stuff and carrying stuff, it happens because greater dimensions are greater levels. We're not going to be taken by that. But it means we have to lift our game up. We have to acknowledge them and we have to lean in more and pray because they're taking it on, not just practically, but spiritually, they're taking it on. And more than anything, the first one I pray for after my family is my pastor. Lift him up and love him and pray for the kids, pray for young gay, pray for them, go for them and protect them. Yeah, and as they're strong, as they're doing well, you'll do well. So they're my messages. I could change, but I think by the sound of that, you're, I think you're all keen for those. I think Sam's going, I'll just do it. All right. All right. You know, the year was 19. Thank you, oh, Naomi, all the way from Edithburg. <laughs> we were in Edithburg the other day, a little country store, and, out, and this woman walked out and go, I thought that was your voice. That was Kerry Braun. 
Still had a chat to her. Okay, let's go. Where are we? I don't even know the time. 11 7. Okay, we finish at 1. Good. <clears throat> the year was 1997. <clears throat> My first sermon ever I preached in this church. I tried to find the clip, I couldn't. Um, I was so much younger back then. Isaiah 43 was my scripture I preached. Isaiah 43, verse 18. Forget the former things. Say forget. Don't be locked into the past, trophies and titles and all the wonderful things. This is the message for both churches now. God is doing a brand new thing in a brand new way. And what he wants us to do is to, to, to lean into the new, but you will have to take part and forget the former things. It is nothing, say nothing, compared to what I'm about to do. I'm doing a brand new thing. And I love it. Can I say my first Sunday back? Can I say I love it? Can life, can we all, I just want to, and I'm leading into this, can we just lift our voice, all life family, and say thank you to all the Nova crew? Come on, put your hands together. We love you, Nova crew. You young, wild, crazy bunch. We need you. If I could get a little drip beside my bed at evening, I'd put a Nova drip. Put it in there, Lord. Get me going. <laughs> Don't stop being who you are. Be who you are. Be crazy for Jesus. Push it for Jesus. Us old crew need it. See, there is an opportunity, a new thing. I've already begun. God's already begun this beautiful new thing. New sounds, new emotions, new songs. Don't just see it, focus in, don't be distracted. Give energy to the moment that God has got us in right now. What it's going to be indicative of is a couple of things. And he says, I'm going to make a roadway in the wilderness. I'm going to make a way where people got lost. I prophesy over you this house together, the collective house, in this new day, one of the big key signs is going to be souls saved like never before. You are going to have water baptisms every month. There's going to be celebrations. You'll have to get cranked up to follow the souls getting saved. I'm going to make a wilderness become a way for these people. I'm doing a brand new thing. The second thing he says, I'm going to start and bring refreshing rivers in the day. Once you were dry, you are going to be refreshed. Dry places are going to be refreshing places. Your marriage that was dry is going to become refreshed. Your relationship with Jesus that was dry is going to become refreshed. It's a season of the new. This is where we are right now. So a couple of things before I lean into where God really wants me to land. Number one, I just want to clarify, this season of transition is a God thing. Say it's a God thing. Not just a good thing, it's a God thing. God spoke to us about it's time. Michelle and I were praying about <coughs> when to hand over and transition and been on a journey for a couple of years. And then a guest of ours, <coughs> a dear friend of mine, flew in with his wife and a wonderful prophet, took us out for lunch. During that lunch meeting, he's one of those guys that just looks at you and you know, uh-oh, I should have probably prayed extra hard this morning. Um, he's seeing stuff there that I probably, yeah. He just looks at you. And it's definitely not the, the food he's not wrong with. And he said, uh, I feel I need to share some stuff with you. And uh, you remember that day? 
Oh boy, the wife. Well, he virtually told it's time to pack up, move on, and get with your life. It's a new season. Now, they don't know how to make it more clear. He says, There's pastors waiting for you, there's churches waiting out there. And he said, Yeah. So I drove home. Michelle said, What do you think about that? I said, Oh, yeah, we're going to weigh it up and pray it up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, you ever had those words when God says, Do that? And you go, Yeah, not yet. No. Yeah, need more prayer. Yeah, do a holy thing, holy. Mm. But deep down, I knew, I knew, I knew it was time. It was God. Well, not long after that, we came on board with you. Thank you, Father, for your patience. And we lent in and spoke with our board, and that started the journey and trajectory. And uh, so we're walking and working, and we were working with two couples. And when we did our final board meeting, which was prayerful after it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and us, and uh, I told the board, uh, I said, board, we are not leading in. My, my vote is going to be the last casting vote. I don't want you to go, Pastor, what do you, who do you think? I said, no, I'm not even going there. And we led through the first time, and there was a little bit of there, and we said, okay, let's not force this. Let's go away and pray again. We came back the second time, and it was all there, and uh, all 100% behind Pastor Sam and Hannah. And at the end of the meeting, my board, one of my board members said, Pastor Mark, how do you feel? I said, well... I feel torn. I've got to ring a couple in the morning who we're going to celebrate. And I'm going to ring a couple tomorrow who I'm going to cry because they're friends too. And it was one of the hardest moments for me as the senior pastor walking through that moment, knowing that I've got both couples who we love dearly, and, but I've got to bring that news to both. And, uh, but one thing we knew through the whole journey this journey has been a God thing. And when we met with Sam and Hannah, uh, Pastor Sam, he, he didn't jump straight in and go, oh, good, here's an opportunity. Here's a church and here's a building. It's all debt-free, all of that sort of stuff. Uh, because, you know, over six months and 12 months, I'd get the regular one who rock up and the pastor say, just felt to be with you from the Lord and have a talk to you. And they say, thank you for that. Uh, but Sam said, well, that's wonderful. But uh, I want to tell you right up front, we are not looking to do anything new. We're busy doing what we're doing. And we're quite enjoying that. And I said, okay, I'm just having a talk. Would you pray about it? So they prayed about it and came back. He said, yeah, I think we need to talk more and talk more. And we spoke more. And then our wives met and had four-hour lunch meetings and all of that sort of stuff. And it was a good time. And then we sensed the God thing. And Sam said, Hannah and I feel this is a really a God thing. So right up front, guys, I want to tell you, this is God. You need to lock that in. Lock it in hard. This is God. The second thing is, you've got to understand God works in seasons. There are seasons in God. And every season has a reason. So there's been a season. We've been working this way. There's been a season that Pastor Sam has been there. But right now, Genesis 1.14 says, And God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide. Say divide the day from the night, and let them be for a sign for seasons, for days. God operates in seasons. So number one, just early, God is in this. Number two, there are seasons in God. Deuteronomy 28, 12 says, He will send rain in season from His rich storehouse in the sky and bless all the work. So understanding that God is the orchestrator of seasons 
it's very important we discern the season because we can miss something. I grew up in a farming community out up in central Queensland. And uh, there were four seasons. There would be the seasons where they plow, getting ready to plant seed. That's always just before the wet, the water. And the rain would come after you put the seed in. It would match. Yeah. But you can imagine if you're in a harvest season, everyone's down the road harvesting their wheat crop, and you're up the road there with blank soil, and you're, you're planting. They're going to say, what a fool. What are you doing? Well, I'm planting. It's not planting season, mate. You're spending money, time, resources, all good energy. Nothing's going to come back because, listen, 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 listen. You're doing the wrong thing at the wrong time. And understanding seasons, I'm going to lean into the message soon. You've got to understand in this season, I need to be doing the right thing at the right time to get the right return. There are things that God wants us to do in this season. It says in 1 Chronicles 12, 32, and of the children of Issachar, Who's named their child Issachar? I feel prophetically, Tish and Josh. Issachar, Issachar, pull out Issachar. Where's your son? Issachar. They they were men of understanding. Listen, listen. They understood the times, and so they knew what they should be doing. Now, the word Issachar in the Hebrew means this. I love this. He will bring a reward. It means I'm going to bring you towards a reward. If you can understand the season, the time you're in right now, and what you should be doing right now, you will step into the reward that he is waiting for you right now. It's the season. And there are some things I'm going to be leaning into what we need to be doing in this season. I remember I had a good mate of mine, went to Mike Murphy's church in Shire. He was a pilot, commercial pilot, Bruce. And uh, I remember him, I flew in to do meetings with Mike, take all his leaders in a retreat and preach for him. And uh, Bruce picked me up in his nice BMW, as pilots do. And we're driving, and I said, how are you doing? He said, good. He said, I'm going to resign from, uh, back then it was a company called Ansep Airlines. Who remembers Ansep? Everyone over 70. <clears throat> ANSET. And I said, what are you resigning from ANSET for? He said, Pastor Mark, I can't quite, it won't leave me. It's out, it's actually on me so strong now. Get out of ANSET and go and seek a job at Qantas. And I said, aren't you happy at ANSET? He said, I'm very happy. Love the hours, love the schedule, it's all good. And he said, but it won't leave me. I've got to get out now. Can I tell you, he got out and within four months, Ansett folded up and went broke. God, because of his discernment, was protecting him and providing counsel and wisdom to take him through to the reward that waiting for him. Now he's a commercial pilot in Dubai flying jumbo jets. Great guy. What it reminds you, God's in this. He's the God of seasons and we have to discern what it is because this is the leading into the crux of the message here when you discern the season we're in right now it will require both faith and a fight faith and a fight and the fight will be the willingness to let go so I can lay hold of in the new Abraham Get ready because tomorrow is your new day. 
and you won't experience the favor and the reward of Canaan until you're willing to let go of Haran. Joshua, get ready to cross over because I want you to walk into the reward of your tomorrow, but you won't get it if you're willing to stay where you are, but you've got to let go of some things to lay hold of some things. What did they need to let go of? Well, let me read you this. Numbers 13, 33. When they even saw the giants there, the descendants of Anak, we felt like grasshoppers next to them. Our inner self-portrait. And that's what we look like to them. They needed to let go of past memories and pain that caused insecurities and fear to enter into their season of promise. One of the things we have to let go of to go into the new is old mindsets of the way we do things. Old pain, insecurities, protection for ourselves and the way we see ourselves. You've got to do that. I wrote down here a quote. Our conduct is the mirror that reveals our self-portrait. Our conduct is the mirror that reveals our self-portrait. And prizes are never given out at the starting line. You've got to walk through the journey and come out the other side. You've got to push past your fear. You've got to push past your insecurities. Oh, we've never been here before. Well, what happens when we get to multiple services? And, never, and what happens when they're calling discipleship classes? What happens when we're asked to step up? And, and I, I remember Michelle praying year, years ago, fear is not an option. And then she got an introduction to go and do something. She said, I can't do that. I said, you said fear is not an option. Step through the door. What can hold you back from tomorrow is not willing to let go of yesterday. My insecurities, I've never done that before. I've never thought that before. I've never walked that way before. You're asking me to do what? That can hold us back. I wrote this down. There was God. I was, hey, your purposed posture of pursuit in this new season will be what awakens and activates the process of prophetic transformation. That's a mouthful. Your purposed posture, I'm going to lean in, in this new season, will be what awakens and activates the process of prophetic transformation. Joshua, it's there for you. But if you don't get up and move towards it, I can't work with you and walk with you. Be strong. Why? Because there's going to be times you're scared. Be courageous. Why? Because there's going to be times you're fearful. But your purpose posture, I'm going to lean in. I'm going to move towards it. Once you start doing that, once you start making changes in your posture, it will awaken within you and activate a process of prophetic transformation. What process? Number three, it will require faith for the fight. Now I'm coming to the heart of the message. New seasons in God are both celebrated but also challenged. I think Pastor Sam, I don't know if you've shared publicly about the challenge with the, um, the, in the city. Hmm. It's going to be challenged. Joshua, therefore the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land I'm giving them. I promise you what I promised Moses. Whenever, wherever you set your foot, 
you'll be on land I've given you. From the Negev wilderness in the south to the Lebanon mountains in the north, from the Euphrates River in the east to the Mediterranean Sea in the west, including all the land of the Hittites, no one will be able to stand against you as long as you live, for I will be with you. Say that, I'll be with you. I speak it over this church today, combined church, one church, one heart, one passion. God is with us. God is for us. God is already going ahead of us. God is leading us. There is provision. There's protection. There's placement. There's partnership. There's divine property coming, property going. And I tell you what, God, when I begin to get this message, it's not just a season. It's an era. And I wrote down what an era stands for. It's a, a long extended period of time that brings change beyond its borders. I believe that what God is doing this. Look back in time and you'll say, we were part of that. Be strong and courageous. For you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land. I swore to their ancestors I would give them. Be strong. I was going over, I've got a big cleanup going. I'm doing all the cleanup and all my stuff for 25 years. I want to thank Natalie behind it. Can we put our hands together for Natalie? <clears throat> she scanned 27 to 30 years of my sermons, leadership series, training manuals, and she's scanned them all. Thank you, honey. But as I was reading over them, I found some prophecies. You know, Moses and Deuteronomy there came up, said he looked and saw, but the Lord said, it's not for you. That's the next generation. You get that. But I want to give you a little glimpse. Can I tell you, I've had a glimpse of the future, and boy, it looks good. And I can tell you, I for one am not missing out. I'm coming here with rollerblades on. I tell you what, watch out. I'm going to be leaning in, pushing in. Why? Because he is here. When I travel, I'm going to let my pastors know, out of respect, traveling to Queensland, my darling wife just got invited to speak at a women's conference. Woohoo! Bring it on. But we tell our pastors, this is where we're going. This is for the month here. Would you pray for us? When I land somewhere, I went, we're part of Nova. This is our senior pastors. Why? Because I want to walk under the covering. I want to walk under the anointing. I want to walk under the favor. I, want to, I don't want to do something separate out here by myself. That's when you get picked off by the enemy. This is the covering place. But I see the prophecies. I saw the prophecies over us that land is suddenly going to be given to you on the north. Lord, I claim that for this couple right now. For Nova, Sam just says, not yet, not yet. But right now I claim land. I claim new places. I believe it's going to happen. So what are we going to fight? What's this fight, Pastor Mark? Let me tell you. To help you with this, let's go back. We see a man at a river calling out. Repent, for the time is at hand. Come, John the Baptist, preaching, not realizing like yesterday and 
last week and the week before when he was preaching that he was on the edge of transition. Repent! And then all of a sudden he sees Jesus. He's relative. He grew up with this kid. Some guys say it was his cousin. There's always a debate about that. But let's say they were related, which they were. But he used to play with this kid. He used to greet this kid. He used to grow up, and they did all this stuff. And Jesus saw him go off and begin to preach and repent, repent, repent. And he would stand up and call out and say, be baptized, be baptized. But on this day, in one moment, all things changed because he, when he looked out, today was different. Something has changed in the heavens. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Will you not be aware of it? And he said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away. And in that moment, two men came together into an alignment for an assignment. John the Baptist knew there was a shift. Jesus knew there was a shift. And now they were standing there at transition as he called out Jesus. His message changed midstream. He was going to preach about repent, but now he's preaching about get ready. There's one coming. Forget you guys. Go to the back line. I've got to baptize this one. My agenda's changed. My mission's changed. I've got to move now on this right now to touch this. So he calls him in and prophesies and prays for him and baptizes him. Moves on. Now we find John the Baptist no longer at the edge of the Jordan, but sitting in the corner of a cold, damp cell, sitting. He's been arrested. He's now waiting trial. King Herod, he spoke up publicly about him marrying his brother's ex-wife, mixing with women. So he's thrown in prison awaiting the termination orders. And it's that at that moment John's disciples come and they bring him food and they come in and they sit with their rabbi, they sit with their teacher, they sit with their leader. And the one thing on John's mind is just one. How, how's things with Jesus? How's Jesus going? What's he doing? They sheepishly look at each other as to say, you speak. No, you speak. No, you, you're the oldest. Oh, come on. We've got to tell him. Well, John, we did catch up with Jesus. And we, we, we caught up with his disciples and 
They don't fast. They don't what? They're not fasting. Is Jesus? We, we didn't even go there, but we asked him about his disciples and we said, you're not observing the fast like we are today. Well, why is it? And uh, it gets worse. What do you mean it gets worse? He, he, he's ha hanging out with some. Some real sinners, not the guys who just flog a little McBurger or something, but these are real chief sinners. These are tax collectors. He's having lunch with them. You see, you've got to understand this. John the Baptist was born and raised as a prophet, raised as a Nazarene, lived an ascetic lifestyle, lived out in the nomadic life, lived off the basics of earth, just ate the basic food. It was his lifestyle, his practice, his rhythm, his method. It was everything about his life to control and care for that mission at that moment. And now the transition has come into conflict with another way, another method, another style. And it's bringing confusion to his disciples. And John the Baptist is here and he's going, so he's, he, he, he's yeah, but I tell you what, it gets worse. He was at a wedding. Oh, don't tell me, did he dance? No, no, no. But they ran out of wine. Oh, praise the Lord, hallelujah, that good no one was drinking. No, Jesus rocked up. Oh, praise the Lord that he preached a sermon on thou shalt not drink. No, he changed the water into wine. You're kidding me. And, Jesus, and John, yeah, people said, people said it, probably the best wine they've ever had. Then we land on that very well-known passage where John stands up and says, time out. He says, I have a mission for you too. It's very simple. You need to go back and ask Jesus, is he really the one? Or is there another? Because what you're telling me is messing with my theology, messing with my mindset. And right now, all it's done is bring confusion. So I want you to go and ask him. So they go back and they see Jesus and he says, well, you're back again. He said, yeah. Jesus, yes. We told John what we, we saw. That's good. He's got a question. Yeah. He's asking, and please hear my heart. I never came up with this. This was John. I know you're the man. You're it. I can see it. But John wants to know, are you the one? Are you him? Jesus has a chuckle, sits down and says, come here. Tell John, blind eyes are being opened, cripples are being raised, lepers are being healed, marriages are being restored, healings are taking place, deliverances are going on. Tell John that. 
Don't get my methods mixed up with the miracles. Don't get the structure tied up with the Spirit. I don't want you to see this. Don't get confused. If you begin to look at my method, my structure, and my systems, you'll miss the miracles and the moment and the power of what I'm doing. And God's message to me, to you, as we move ahead, don't get distracted by new methods, new ways, new styles. Just attract yourself to the new sound of souls being saved. Miracles in the house. Disciples being raised. Miracles at prayer meetings. Come on, band, come up. When we took over, we had green carpet. We had a platform. There was a mural there as big as that up there. And Peter King, I've got a video clip of Peter King dancing in the church. If you want to see it, it's a, it's, a, it's a young Peter. Show this video clip, young Peter. This is going back to 1997. in the blue <laughs> and uh, and uh, <coughs> and we used to have banners from up there they must have been 30 foot long uh, the favor of the Lord everything we had the flags we got the flags here this morning we won't bring them up today we had the flags they used to keep hitting Peter King on the head but can I tell you, that was that season. Was God moving? You better believe it. Was there souls being saved? You better believe it. Was there miracles in the house? Yes, you want to believe it. But God is the God of seasons. And so I don't want you turning around in three months' time going, oh, I wonder if Pastor Sam's really the one. I want to tell you, they are the one. They are the couple. They are the pastors. This is their moment. This is their season. And I'm not going to miss it for one moment because I can sense and see it already. God is up to something so good already. So when people ask you outside, what's happening over there? Oh, they've changed the furniture. Uh. I used to sit in the fourth row now and back in the eighth. Forget the eighth. I don't care. Get in the house. Get somewhere. And can I encourage you? Have faith. Pull yourself way up and sit on the floor here. Move. Your posture will determine to awaken and activate. So when people are out there talking about what's happening, oh, the prayer meetings are crazy. Oh, they're so good. What's happening? Oh, the sound in the house. Jesus said, listen, I know where you're coming from. Just tell them. Tell John. Don't worry about, are we fasting? Are we doing? Forget that. People are being healed. Marriages are being restored. Signs in the house. Time. That's your focus. That's your focus. And can I tell you, for these four pastors here, unashamedly, their mission is very simple. Now, even us oldies will get it. Say after me, save souls, make disciples. Now, that's it. Don't write it on your hand. That's it. Save souls, make disciples. That's all they're passionate about. 
How they do it, I don't care. They can swing from the ceilings. They can roll a board in here. They can, I, I don't care. As long as I see souls saved. That's it. Matt can preach with a pom-pom. I don't know. If that's what he's led to do, I'm going to wear a pom-pom next Sunday. But do you get my heart? That's the number one message God laid on my heart. He said, tell him this. Don't mix the move because you're looking at methods. Just focus on the miracle. Don't miss that with the, the structure. Just focus on souls being saved. Just do that. Keep it simple. Come on, let's stand. Maddie, you can take us out with whatever song you want or Jesse. And we're going to pray. Thanks for having such a great crowd in the house today. I was nervous about preaching my first sermon. You always say Some worship. Are you all done? <laughs> Anything else you want to add? No. You go. I'm just getting. I'm cleaning up the stage for you. I'm in my new serving role. <laughs> Woo! Guest services. I hope they give out an award. I'm going to win the first one. You lead, and we'll pray in a minute. shirt this is the context and you put on a piece of new cloth it'll tear or if you take new wine and put it in an old wine skin it will break so what I'm telling you is this if you're going to try and take some of this and attached it to some of my old precepts, thy old mindsets, my old philosophy, it will break you and tear you trying to carry both. So what you do, how do you get a new wineskin? Something has to die. An animal is selected, they kill it, skin it. Remember the fight of faith? So when you're walking over these next couple of months in your private prayer time, if something comes up, that's when you say, Lord, not my will, but yours. I die to that. I am not going to be torn apart 
or broken apart by trying to work that out. I'm going to resign myself and let the new take over the old. Help my old mindsets. Help my old philosophy. Help my old patterns of behavior. Lord, I want a fresh new thing in my life. And I'm willing to die for that new. Amen. And so, Father, we honor you today. Thank you, Father, for what you're doing in this house. We love you so much. We just uh, are leaning in, locking on to this exciting new thing you're doing in this new season. Get that first song ready, guys. Go out with some praise in the house today. Well, God bless you, church family. Stay around for a cup of coffee and uh, get ready. Coming up on the third Sunday is Pastor Michelle preaching in the house. Get out. I tell you what, get early. Get early. The place is going to be packed. Yeah. Let's go out cranking it, Doc Matty.